This is Susan V. Brock, Telluride Inside and Out. Once again, delighted to be talking with Dr. Alan Softy. He's a world-renowned internist and gastroenterologist with encyclopedic knowledge of mind-body wellness and preventative medicine. You will find that out if you attend his wellness retreats this fall at the Peaks Hotel in Mountain Village, Telluride. For more information on those evidence-based intensives on health and longevity, go to TellurideLongevityInstitute.org. So today we'll be discussing pre- and probiotics. Just basic definitions, prebiotics are a special form of dietary fiber that act as a fertilizer for the good bacteria in your gut. Probiotics are live bacteria that can be found in yogurt and other fermented foods. Both play a role in the brain-gut connection. Dr. Allen, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Would you explain the difference between pre- and probiotics in greater detail than what I just did? Well, I think you had an excellent uh, explanation, actually. Um, We always think of uh, probiotics. You see advertisements for them. It is a huge market right now. Uh, I want you to think of prebiotics as probably more important. If you plant a seed in your yard, but you don't water it and you don't fertilize it, it's not going to grow. So we are only about 10% human. If we look at just number of cells in our body, (laughs) 90% of the cells in our body are bacterial. These are these little microorganisms or little creatures that live inside us, and they're extremely important. And we can get into discussing some of the really important aspects that they play for brain health, for heart health, for obesity, um, for lots of things, especially for our heart and maybe obesity and maybe our brain. So they're very important. So we need to feed those. So the prebiotics are the oatmeal that you're going to eat. It's the fertilizer that we're giving to these bacteria. Uh, They're the complex carbohydrates and broccoli and cauliflower uh, and berries and other things. It's the non-digestible parts that the bacteria love. And they grow by giving it that fertilizer. And we can irreversibly deplete the bacteria in our GI tract. I don't care what probiotic you take. You can take all you want, but if you're on an unhealthy diet, those bacteria are not going to grow very well. Uh, So probiotics have their place, but our diet and the populations that live the longest eat a healthy prebiotic type of diet. They eat 80 to 90% plant-based diets, a lot of roughage. And in the United States, the average roughage consumption, which is what we're talking about, is dietary fiber, maybe five to six grams when we want you at 25 grams or above. So the probiotics are different bacteria that you can buy um, or you can get them in fermented foods. So you can get them in kombucha or most commonly uh, consumed as yogurt. Any type of fermented food is going to have bacteria in it. Or you can buy pills. So you don't have to eat sauerkraut or kombucha or kimchi. Um, You can take it in pills. Be leery of where and when you buy the pills. If they were shipped in the middle of the summer and this tremendous heat in the truck, it's going to basically end up with inactive uh, probiotics. And we have to look at the spectrum. If you go into the store, take a look at every package, Susan, when you go in there, and you're going to find each one has kind of a different bacterial spectrum. And one of the number one selling ones, and there is a number one selling one in the United States, only has one bacteria in it. And that would not be the one I recommend. So I like a multi-spectrum probiotic. Thank you. 
Um, and this leads straight to the conversation about the microbiome in regards to diseases and prevention of diseases and pre and probiotics. Yeah, I mean, we have to, you know, I spent some time with the Maasai tribe in Africa. I travel overseas volunteering quite a bit. And the bacterial spectrum of that tribe is so much better than our bacterial spectrum. We've eradicated a lot of our bacteria by our relatively lousy diet. And the ultra-processed foods, actually these emulsifiers and other things that we put in the ultra-processed foods, all the things you can't pronounce on the package, are really bad for our bacteria and our GI tract. So we want to eat foods as they came out of the earth, or whole foods, what we say. If you can eat bread, whole grain breads. Uh, you don't need all these silly additives in there. But we've understood that you have healthy bugs and you're going to have a healthy heart even. Um, I mean, there was a study it's a year or two ago, I think, and from, from Ireland looking at the microbiome and just looking at one substance, you know, oatmeal, um, not processed oatmeal, uh, the unprocessed oats, uh, not only lowered blood cholesterol, but it improved and benefited the gut bacteria. Um, and those gut bacteria actually improve the heart over time. So we need to consider, you know, this gut bacteria. Our fight against obesity, some of it may be genetic, but a lot of it may be our gut bacteria to blame. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I guess this now the arrow is pointing directly at you. Do you take a probiotic? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, no, I do not. Um, if I had to go on an antibiotic, and I just, right before I got on this call with you, I had a call with somebody that's in the hospital and the family called and wanted to know, you know, which probiotic to take. Um, and I said, that's fine. It's going to take six months after a broad-spectrum antibiotic to take, you know, to take a probiotic until you replicate and replenish the bacteria in your GI tract. But you're not going to do anything if your diet's not very good. So... My diet is exceptionally good. Um, I don't take probiotics in my travels and these long-living populations that I've evaluated. None of them take probiotics. They eat fermented foods and things, which I do eat. Um, so I do eat kimchi. I do have fermented foods. I have yogurt every day, um, but only Greek yogurt, not sweetened. And those are things that are important to me, but I don't take a probiotic. If I had to go on a an broad-spectrum antibiotic, which I'd somebody would have to have a very compelling reason for me to go on, um, I probably would take a multi-spectrum probiotic uh, and I would keep it in the refrigerator. Thank you. Um, so you alluded to this in your last answer, but when and why should anyone consider taking a probiotic? Under what circumstances? Um, it's, you know, we use it as a clinical trial uh, for certain people, if there, if they, some patients with inflammatory bowel disease will benefit from a broad spectrum probiotic, uh, we still look at diet first, probiotic second. Some patients with irritable bowel syndrome may get better on a probiotic. Some of them actually may get worse on a probiotic. Um, some people that have been on and off antibiotics for years, I think, is reasonable for them to be taking a probiotic, but under the physician's guidance. Um, and then the question is going to be in the future, which is the most interesting question, um, is, you know, do our gut microbiome play a crucial role in regulating our overall health, including our fat stores? So that may be something we're looking at in the future. We know 
when you eat Thanksgiving dinner, there's this hormone called GLP-1 that's released, but an hour or two after you eat. So you, you don't feel full when you're eating Thanksgiving dinner. That mm-hmm. hormone is released well after Thanksgiving dinner. It makes you feel, God, why did I eat all that? I feel terrible. So we're yeah. looking at different bacteria that can help us release um, these hormones earlier. So we actually decrease our fat content. But, you know, we have analysis that um, only about 18% of the gut processes are influenced by genetics. But, you know, almost 68% are influenced by environmental factors, including diet or what we have in our packaging Mm -hmm. or what kind of pans we use in our kitchen or what kind of plastics we use. So... I think we're entering a whole new realm of medical studies uh, to see if you know we can change a lot of diseases by changing the bacteria in the GI tract. We have ignored the very important 90% of the human cell that cells within a human for many, many years. Uh, we focused on the 10%, which are the human cells, but ignore these tiny little creatures that live within us for way too long. All right. Thank you for that answer. Um, so what other supplements can I take to help my gut bacteria? So besides probiotics, under the circumstances you outlined, what else? Really, it's, there's, don't think of supplements as, um, you know, I, people think of vitamins and things like that as a supplement. And we found out, especially there was a new study a couple of weeks ago, that there's no supplement out there that has really benefited the heart um, or benefited the microbiome. Uh, you know, the foods, think of your foods as a supplement. If you think of your foods as your vitamins and foods as your supplement, so have more fermented foods if you're worried about that. You know, make your own kimchi or kombucha or make your own yogurts or buy, you know, ones that have a high quantity of bacteria in it. You know, don't have a lot of things with added sugars within it because added sugars will change the microbiome. Get rid of ultra-processed foods um, completely. If you can't read four or five of the ingredients or don't understand what you're eating, if you mm-hmm. told me to put them in my gas tank and I didn't understand four or five things I'm putting in my gas tank, I wouldn't put it in my yeah. car. But people are very happy to put four or five things. They don't even know what it is or what it's going to do to them, and they'll eat that package of foods. But it is mm-hmm. having an effect on the microbiome. So, you know, other than diet and looking at the type of foods, you know, the more foods, the more fiber, as we get up to the 25 grams of fiber per day, as we exercise, you know, that is part of improving your microbiome. There's a study with athletes and elite athletes, they study them before they would be exercising and, you know, a training program. And then afterwards, their microbiome improved with exercise. Uh, it changes transit times through the GI tract and it improves the microbiome. So there, there's lots of ways we can do this without going and spending a heck of a lot of money. All right. Then let's really nail it down. What foods are the best for our gut? Um, you know, each person it's going to be somewhat different. Um, you know, for me, I can tolerate any high fiber foods. So I start out the morning with steel cut oats, which are the least processed oats that you can buy. They're, we cook them overnight. Um, we just boil and then leave them on the stove overnight. We have berries with it. We have lots of seeds that get down to the colon, chia seeds, flax seeds along with that. The berries get down there. Um, there's a lot of bacteria in an apple. Uh, there's over 100 million bacteria in an apple, most of it towards the core of the apple, which I wouldn't recommend eating the seeds because they have some cyanide in it, but I eat an apple a day because that helps feed those bacteria. Um, you know, be, 
make sure you're emphasizing high fiber, natural foods. Natural meaning this is how they came out of the earth. Um, if you have an apple that has pesticides or other things on it, I personally want, and I, that's the only one available to me, I wash it with a non-bacterial hand soap because a lot of the pesticides mm-hmm. are oil immersion and they won't come off with just water. And then I rinse yep. it extremely well and then I eat it. And everybody sees me in the gym washing my apple with soap. They think I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> so, and I may be. But, uh, you know, be careful that you emphasize. So I emphasize fiber and non-digestible products at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, nuts are good because they actually help feed those bacteria. There's a good source of protein and a good source of fiber um, for these bacteria. And there's parts that actually don't even absorb all the calories from the nut that's written on the package. So I think if you emphasize that, emphasize some degree of exercise, uh, 22 minutes a day minimum, every single day, try to avoid broad spec. If you need an antibiotic, Ask your doctor, do I need this broad-spectrum one, or is there one for a strep throat that I can just take plain penicillin DK, or one that's not as broad-spectrum? Mm-hmm. So it's a discussion to have with your doctor every time you see him about the health of your microbiome. That's important to the other, as important as the other 10% of us. Um, that 90% is a discussion one should have with their physician. Your mantra has, is always, you know, when, when discussing diet, is always... Mediterranean diet. How does the Mediterranean diet pertain to any discussion of pro and prebiotics? Well, they have tremendous, you know, I look, you look at them from the outside and you go, they look really healthy. Uh, I look at them from the inside and saying, wow, they have a great microbiome. You know, what a pretty spectrum of bacteria they have. Uh, That diet is the kind of diet that I was trying to mention. It's vibrant colors, you know, reds and oranges and uh, purples throughout their diet, their meals are so different uh, than ours. If they eat protein, you know, they'll have three courses. Um, but the first course is going to be high in fiber. The last course is going to be fruit. If, very rarely it's going to be low in sweets, which are not good for our microbiome. And mm. I think that or the new Norwegian diet, which is similar, it emphasizes different protein sources because where they live is a different protein source. But if they eat meat, it's about a three-ounce portion. Uh, And very rarely do they eat meat. They're usually, you know, my mantra is eat something with no legs or two legs, but try to stay away from the four-legged ones unless it's something that's free-range and grass-fed and wild. Um, Because if you have antibiotics in your cow, those antibiotics are going into the human, and that affects your microbiome. So we want antibiotic-free foods, eggs, everything else that we can get. Uh, so the, the Mediterranean diet is a fantastic diet. I followed it most of my adult life. It's easy to do. Uh, it's fun to do. It's fun to go to a local market and shop for all these fresh, vibrant-looking fruits and vegetables. Okay. Thank you very much. This has been Susan Vibrock, Telluride Inside and Out, speaking once again with Dr. Alan Softy. If you want more information on the microbiome, pro and prebiotics, attend one of his intensives, which begin again this fall at the Peaks in Mountain Village. Dr. Allen, thanks so much for joining me. It was great having, or having, it was great being with you today. Thank you very much, Susan. I truly appreciate Thank it. Thank you.